Blog Talk Radio. We are so excited to have you listening to NABWIC, the National Association of Black Women in Construction Blog Talk Radio Show. Please call, text, or email family, business associates, or friends and tell them that we are on the air right now. Or they can join us on the Internet by logging in to www.blogtalkradio.com slash NABWIC or by phone at 714-459-3918 and press 1 to join our conversation with questions or comments. Please follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and LinkedIn. Don't forget to follow us by liking our page and post your questions or comments. NABWIC's intent is to always go into the high schools and colleges to encourage our young black girls and women to enter into the construction industry and to take interest into the STEM programs that are offered. We encourage you to listen to this show or past shows on the internet by logging in at www.blogtalkradio.com slash N-A-B-W-I-C. Good morning. This is Ursula Odom, and I am the CEO of Sula 2, and we make old news with everything we do. We capture, preserve, and present your legacy information for your corporations and for your families. And that is what we do here with NABWIC Speaks. Today, I am going to be speaking with Tina Williams. And Tina is a resident of Boca Raton. She's the owner of Williams Professional Water Restoration Service. And what she says is that our goal, our number one goal, is to help you restore your world. Williams Professional Water Restoration Services provides remediation and water damage, fire and smoke damage, storage damage, storm damage, and odor control, mold, sewage, trauma scene, and crime cleanup, serving residential as well as commercial property owners. The phone lines are answered 24 hours a day, seven days a week, 365 days of the year. What sets them apart from others is that they will go above and beyond to make sure all of their clients' needs are met. Professionalism is a very important thing to them because your first impression makes all the difference in the world to your clients and everyone you meet. Good morning, Tina. Welcome to Netflix Speaks. And uh, tell us about who you are. Good morning, Ursula. I am Tina Williams, owner of Williams Professional Water Restoration Service. That is a mouthful, so we also go by WPWRS, which is just the initials for Williams Professional Water Restoration Service. How did you get started with this industry? What what drove you to do this? Well, I worked in the corporate world for the railroad for 28 years, and I sustained an injury that ended my railroad career. So I decided that it was time to work smarter and not harder. So I encouraged my other half, my husband, to come from driving trucks because he used to drive trucks and work in the oil fields. And I told him, we have to do something different, something for us. 
we're going to work for ourselves. And so that is how Williams Professional Water Restoration Service was born. And okay. there weren't many of us that looked like us that owned and were doing water restoration. You have the big companies, the ones that you see on TV all the time that are out there doing that, but you don't see the family-owned or the minorities that are doing it. And I thought that this would be something that we would be successful in doing, and so that's how we started Williams Professional Water Restoration Service. So what are some of the first things that you actually got to do, and what, what was that experience like? The first things that we actually did was had to get the training and the certifications. And by me being injured, I was not able to do so. So my husband went to the training classes, and what I did, I sent him to the training classes with a voice recorder because what they do is cram like six, to eight weeks worth of information into two and a half days. And then you have to take a test. Yes, ma'am. You have to take a test and then you have to pass those tests in order to move on to the next sector of the business. And I sent him to class with a voice recorder. So when he would come home at night, we would play the entire class back. He would have his books and we would study together. And then while he was in class the next day, I would take the information that I had made notes on and the things that I had learned, and I would make mock tests so that I could prepare him as well as myself for the testing. And we did that together, and that's how we were able to get through it. And he had a phenomenal instructor that gave out his information, and he said, if you ever have any questions or you needed anything, give me a call. So I was actually calling the instructor more than he was because if it was something that I didn't understand, I would call the instructor, and he would walk me through the steps. And so that's how we got through the training and the certifications of this industry. That's amazing. And then as you became certified and you moved into actual production, um, Describe what a day is like. What what do you actually get to do or did? Well, what we did, nobody knew. And, 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 And you would be surprised. People don't realize that when they have a catastrophic event, and it doesn't even have to be catastrophic, if you have a a plumbing leak or you have a hose, your dishwasher hose or your washing machine hose comes loose and you come home from work and you have water everywhere, nobody knows what to do except for call their insurance company, and then after that, what do you do after that? Who gets that up? That would be me. You call me, I come out, I assess the damage, how much moisture you have, how far the water has wicked up the walls, where it has gone, and then I put a plan of action into place, and we professionally dry out your house. Now, do I charge you for that? No, I don't. I bill the insurance company directly. I never charge my clients one dime unless they choose to pay out of pocket because you have some property owners that don't want to file insurance claims, and they forego the expenses of doing it out of their pockets. When that happens, I give them a substantially discounted rate so that it's affordable to them, but then I can also make a profit. 
Okay, there are a couple of things <laughs> you've just reminded me of. I know exactly what you're talking about because I uh, bought a house for my mother and at one point the the sink was dripping and I bought myself a manual and I said, okay, I'm going to figure out how to do this. And I sat down and literally touched the wire. I mean, the the well, now you know I don't know what I'm doing. But I touched the <laughs> I touched the, the 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 piping or whatever you call it. It and it was a flexible thing, is that and so <laughs> literally by touching it, it exploded. I mean, it went everywhere. And then after I did that, um, <laughs> I tried to turn it off. And it wouldn't turn off. You know, I knew to turn the water off, and it wouldn't turn off. So I went to the street and tried to turn that off, and it wouldn't turn off. So I ended up calling um, an emergency situation, and um, I, I'm, I'm not exactly sure who it was that actually came, but what ended up happening is that the the connection at the street broke. They had to replace the whole thing. And I think it started my my mother's house and the connection to the street by it breaking. I think it started a whole cascade of breaking all up and down that street. It was the most oh, wow. amazing thing. And I ended up um, having to put in a new bathroom for her. I said, okay, if i got to tear out all this stuff, we might as well just do the whole thing. So, um yeah, <laughs> that can be traumatic. It, it sure it can. Is, it is very traumatic. And and the property owner is devastated because they don't know. Their stuff is getting ruined. They don't know what to do. The insurance company takes their time on paying. And so you, you don't want your house in disarray, so they start trying to put things back together themselves. So what I do is try to walk them through every step of the process. I let you know exactly what's going to take place how long it's going to take to take place. And I, it's just like having a baby. I walk you from step one until that baby is delivered. Even after I'm done, I always check up with my clients to make sure they're okay and to see what process they're in because sometimes they need help from other individuals. And I have people, I have connections and relationships, and I can get them the help that they need. Because in your mother's situation, if you paid for that, you should not have. Because it came from the street, they should have been responsible for everything that happened in that house. Okay. So they did take care of the things from the street, but they did not take care of the things in the house. Um now, are you saying they should have done that too? Because I, I, I just assumed that the plumbing was just so old, which it was. It just disintegrated in my hand. Um, yeah, they. Sh- but it, but it was caused from their, from their line. So you should have been compensated by them for that. Hmm. And how long ago, Miss so, Ursula? How long it, ago it, was that? It was a while ago. Oh, over five years now. Okay, um, had it been within the five-year period, you still had access to action. 
So this but is proven to be beneficial already for those in my listening audience. If you have that situation, then you know who to call. Call Tina. <laughs> yes, ma'am. And I have a saying. If you want exceptional service that's truly above the rest, call Tina at WPWRS. Okay. All right. So um, I, I got to get over that thought. What's the next thing we need to know? <laughs> mold. I do mold remediation as well. And in the state of Florida, you know mold is very prevalent. I am still working mold jobs from Hurricane Irma. Mm. I have one that I just went to today. And so it is still prevalent. And I do that as well. That is where we put on the hazmat suits. We contain the contaminated area and we go in and we actually kill and remove the mold. And we don't do it with bleach. That's an old myth. You just take the bleach and put some bleach on it. Bleach only makes mold mad. It opaques it. It it turns it colors where you can't see it. But when it comes back, it comes back with a vengeance. Twice as strong as it was before. It's not removed. You just turn it colors. It does exactly what it's designed to do. Bleach it. But it's coming back and it is not. And it's not gone. It is not gone. So okay. most people think they can handle it themselves. Nope. You can't. That's why we are licensed. Because okay, there that's are special... two, that's, hey, Tina, that's two for two. I'm afraid to ask you another question. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. Uh, because, quite frankly, with all the rain that has been going on, I have, um, you know, towel outside. I don't have any mold inside, thank God. But the the patio, there's some mold out there, and I was just about to go bleach it with, you know, clean it with bleach. So what you're telling me is that I need to look for something else. Now, this is not a, you know, a big situation, I assume. So, is, well, I don't want to ask about a home rem- remedy when you're in the business of doing uh, major jobs, but, you know, I don't want to clean my patio off, too. But that, but there are no home remedies. That's, that's the really? point I'm getting. Yeah, there, no, there are none. Because in the event that you want to sell that home, you have to be able to prove that, yes, I did have mold but here is my clearance letter. I no longer have it. On the clearance letter, there is a post-mole report. There is a post-lab report along with the clearance letter, along with the license number of the professional that professionally eliminated the mole. And those are documents that are mandated that you have to have. Wow. Okay. And that's what I do. I like to I like to educate because we don't know. We don't. That's amazing. All right, so what else is it that we don't know? Well, you don't know that when you have sewage, say the toilet overflows. Somebody stops up your toilet and it overflows and there's waste in there and that waste gets on the floor. That's a contaminant. 
That has to be specially removed. Again, bleach will not do that. A hazmat suit needs to be worn to get rid of those and special chemicals because you don't know if the person wastes, if they're sick. It could be uh, blood-borne pathogens or infectious diseases in that you don't know. So it has to be handled a certain way. You can't just go in there and put on you some of those Playtex gloves and mop the floor with bleach and Mr. Clean and Fabuloso and all is right with the world because it's not. All right. That, too, that too has to be tested. That's and amazing. Yes, and it has to be contained, and that area has to be treated. Okay. The same with blood, blood-borne pathogens. That yeah. is just like quarantine. And the only people that are allowed in the area are the workers. And they are in full hazmat suits with the mask, the boots over the shoes, the gloves. And every time they come out of that area, they have to put on a new suit and new mask when they go back in. Now, to be honest with you, when I saw what you did, I, I had an idea that I would be asking you about crime scenes and, and what that must be like. But good gracious, the things you said so far make your house a crime scene. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I've, had like, okay. I've had crime scenes that I've actually went on. And though crime scenes are quite different uh, and unexpected death. When mm. the elderly or somebody dies and nobody knows they're in there for a while, mm-hmm. those are quite different from your regular restoration services. Well, because it, I, everything has to be just about destroyed. Wow. And with that, there are certain containers that they have to go in, and they have the the biohazard sign on them. You see the orange bags when you go to the doctor where they put the needles and the sharps in? Yeah. There are boxes and bags like that that I use for crime scenes, trauma scenes, unexpected deaths, and things like that. And there are boxes with those that symbol on it and bags. And there are certain things that I have to do to the furniture. There are certain things that I have to do to the walls that come out and all things that come out, and there's only a certain place that I can take and dispose of those. They have a special place for those because they have to be incinerated. You can't go and take them to the dump ground or you can't put them in a dumpster because sometimes people dumpster die. And if they get a hold to items that have blood-borne pathogens on them, then you just infected that person because they don't know. They're just going to clean it up and try to sell it at a yard sale or use it in their home. They have no idea that that stuff is contaminated. So that has to be destroyed. It has to be cut up in certain dimensions. There's a lot that goes into it. It seems like, oh, yeah, I can go rent me a machine at Home Depot and I can do this and I can do that. You could, but it's not going to be properly done. Hmm. And when you're talking about dumpster diving and and things like that, I periodically, um, oh, no, I don't dumpster dive now. I don't want to say that. But I um, 
we'll go to thrift shops, and, and at one point I was into antiques and things like that and, and would take something and repaint it and, and sell it. You know, a couple of times somebody had put out something that was antique to them or old to them, but it was an antique to me, and, hey, um, there was one little table that I got that I just re- redid, and that thing sold for a nice little piece of money. But hearing what you're saying is like, oh, okay. <laughs> and I, That's kind of scary. I did the same thing, and I heard that blog talk piece that you did that talked about you going for your little special fine. I did the same oh. thing. And, and that's, that's okay because nine times out of ten, that didn't come from a crime scene or a trauma scene. So that's mm-hmm. okay. But you always want to get something and wipe that down so just in the event you protect yourself. Yeah. And it's so funny because just today I bought a, a black light flashlight. And the reason I did that is because I have just become fascinated with Vaseline glass. And if you don't know anything about that, it um, it glows under that light. And um, make a long story short, I want to collect, but I don't want to collect something that's going to I can find everywhere and just 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 be too much, right? I want something right. that I can that's rare that'll take me a, a couple a year or two to find the piece that I want, so it doesn't collect too fast. But when I got that black light. Um, flashlight in order to carry with me so I can test to see if, if the item is real. I uh, realize that that's also how some people see, well, it advertises as looking for pet stains and human body fluids and things like that. And it's like, oh, goodness. And that, <laughs> so it, that is it, correct. Yeah. So um, I I had a um, something I'd gotten from a thrift shop, and I said, I don't even know if I want to put a black light on this. I mean, I want to see this. But as it turns out, there was nothing on it, thank you, goodness. But anyway, now I can carry that with me and make sure I'm not bringing home something that, that looks kind of funny, you know. Right. But yeah. Right. So this has been way more fascinating than I had hoped to be. <laughs> It is very, very interesting. It is very interesting. There is never a dull moment. And sometimes you have to get creative with the things that you have to do in order to make sure that a property, whether it be residential, commercial, or industrial, is dried properly. There are a lot of steps that you have to take to ensure that is done. And what I pride myself on is I go to every job site to make sure that it is done correctly because, after all, I have a image that I uphold as far as professionalism goes, and I want to make sure everything is done right. I pride myself on doing it right the first time. Hmm. Now, speaking of job, I have to remember, the reason that we're on this call is because you are a member of NABWIC, and so am I, National Organization of Black Women in Construction. So how did you get connected with NABWIC, and what's that experience like for you? I got connected with NABWIC through an acquaintance. 
They have in South Florida, they have billion-dollar luncheons, and they have those every second Wednesday of the month. And what that is, they gear it be, be, uh, towards a specific industry. And this particular one was healthcare, billion-dollar construction opportunities in healthcare, where hospitals or health facilities have at least a billion dollars of projects coming up and contracts that they have that they're going to be awarding. And the gentleman sent me a copy of the flyer, and this was in August of 2017. And he said, you might be interested in this. He said, just go and just see how it is. And I thought, okay, but I don't do construction. And that's where the misconception is because people say, well, it says National Association of Black Women in Construction. I don't do construction. I don't, I don't belong in that organization. And I always tell them. I always give a personal testimony. Neither do I. But I went to that luncheon, and it was phenomenal. It was full of information. It was packed. I met different people that did all different kinds of things, and I found myself writing down the different people that were in the room and what they did and how I could help them because my biggest thing in life is to help, to give back, and that's one of Maverick's mission is to help and to give back. So I thought, okay. So I listened and I hung around a little bit and I wanted to know more. How could I become a part of this organization? And so they talked to me a little bit and they said, well, you know, you can go on the website, check it out. If you want to join org, you go ahead and do so. So I did. I joined in November of 2017. And I started getting on the 4 p.m. conference calls that they have Monday through Friday to discuss the things that they have upcoming and volunteers that they need and the different committees that they have. And I became involved. And in February of this year, 2018, I became the vice president of the South Florida chapter of NABWIC. I am also the membership chair for the South Florida chapter. And now I am the co-chair for the National Membership Committee of NABWIC. And NABWIC has taught me things that I did not even know existed, like certifications, minority business enterprise, small business enterprise. I didn't know that stuff existed. I did not until I became affiliated with NABWIC. And the circle of sisterhood and the different people that we have in our organization. It was just the other day that it dawned on me that Nicole Allen, who is the membership chair for Nationals, is a GC. And she's up in D.C. I wish I would have known that when my daughter was purchasing her home because I would have had Nicole and her team to go in and do an inspection for me on this house that she bought so that I could make sure she was making the right decision, being a first-time home buyer. And that's what we have 
in the sisterhood of NABWIC. That is what we call a NABWIC benefit Mm -hmm. because you have a circle of professional women that do all sorts of things, and we can help each other and build lasting relationships. But you got to be passionate about what you do. And I am passionate about helping people. It was told to me once by the lady that was the membership chair at the time that I joined, Pat Rogers, people need people. And we do. And what we have with NABWIC is so wonderful, Ursula. (laughs) But we're tapping into it and we're growing and we're perfecting it. And it is a billion dollars. And I said billion. And probably more than that, but I'm just going to say billion dollars. It's a billion dollar organization. We just have to do the work and put it in. And we will reap the benefits. But we have to do it together. There is no I in team. We have a very unique and strong team of individuals nationwide. And it's going to come full circle, and it is going to be marvelous. Trust and believe when I tell you. NABWIC uh, is a wonderful organization. And I tell and you this, I, if I were not already a member, I would be after that. <laughs> yes, ma'am. Because um, I, I totally I, agree. One of the things that you mentioned uh, brought back my first experience when I went to the national conference, or I'm not sure if it was national, or, but it was in Tampa. And um, the first thing that they did was have people introduce themselves, even if you were not a member. And the reason for that is to know who's in the room, and that's what you just said. And that was wonderful because I then had a reason to go and approach specific people because they fit into the puzzle that I was creating you know, trying to put the pieces together. And I realized that someone that was all the way on the opposite side of the room who may have left before I got all the way over there if I had not known what that person did. And so that was a technique that I thought was just wonderful and totally beneficial. It really was. Um, and, and It really is. And, and when you talk about benefits, for NABWIC, this, in fact, is a benefit. This call is for the membership to share who you are, what you've done. And I tell you, as being host of this show, <laughs> every week I'm learning something. But I have to tell you, the, yours today, everyone needs to know what you talk about and what you do. So I'll, I almost feel like, we need to get you back because, first of all, there's more I know you need to say, but and and we we have a short time today. But you need to get this message out to businesses and homeowners because obviously we don't know. No, you don't know, and and I'll be glad to come back. But I just wanna I, I just wanna say it because I like to do a personal testimony as mm-hmm. membership chair. 
you do not have to have a construction background because water restoration is not a construction background. You don't. And I'm going to tell you, when I first moved to Florida, I haven't been in Florida long. I haven't even been in Florida two years. I moved to South Florida in December of 2016. I did not get boots on the ground till February of 2017. And since becoming a member of NABWIC, I belong to another organization. I was inducted into it in March of 2017. October the 1st, I became president of that organization. Hmm. Since I have been a member of NABWIC, I have been inducted and sworn in to sit on the construction industry licensing board of Palm Beach County. Wow. The only African-American on that board as a consumer member, all because of NABWIC and the initiative that NABWIC has set forth and the initiatives that Palm Beach County Construction Industry Licensing Board has set forth that I am able to sit on that board. That's amazing. Yes, ma'am. And I have not been here but two years. What that, says, what that says to me is that even though you don't have a construction background and by your being a part of NABWIC, they realize that if there is something you don't know, you have a huge resource, a, a, a great number of people that you could tap into to get advice from, to get information from, to, you know, and and they 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 know that, and so you're one person um, at that table. Bring to the table a multitude of people. That's yes, an ma'am. amazing thought. That's an amazing thought. And I'm going to tell you one more thing that I am so very proud of. We were invited to go to Odyssey Media had a summer pop up to pitch your business. This past Saturday, the 4th of August, in West Palm Beach, it was suggested that the network members just go and participate, and they were doing a training on how to pitch your business. So I went. There were several of us from NABWIC that went. I have never been to a competition to pitch my business. I did not know what to expect. They had guidelines on what they were looking for in the pitch. Ursula, I promise you, I worked tirelessly for at least two weeks trying to figure out what I was going to pitch, how I was going to pitch it, because water restoration is not something that happens every day. People don't need me every day. Mm. How am I going to pitch this service? It would not come to me. It would not come to me. So I went over the guidelines again, and they said, we're going to get training. So in my mind, they're going to train us, and maybe they're going to tell us, since this is a competition, everybody's going to do the same thing, but just put a little spin on it with their business. That was my thinking. That's not how it went. When we got there, we were assigned into groups, and everybody that was going to be pitching had to get up in front of this group, and your coach graded you and gave you feedback. But the coach was responsible for sending one person from the group to the finals. Only one person mm. got to go from that group. 
there were five people that moved to the finals. I was one of the five. Oh, congratulations. Never done this before in my life, and the pitch just came to me during the breakout session. When I got up to pitch the business, and we only had three minutes to do it, I did what I do best, run my mouth and educate. (laughs) First pitching competition, I came in second place. Oh, wow. How neat is that? Representing Williams Professional Water Restoration Service as well as NABWIC. I could not be more proud. As well you should, because I can just I can just imagine the shock and awe and the confidence that you took to that presentation because you know what you do is needed. That's amazing. And I'll just tell you this, when I show up, I show out. <laughs> because I have something to say. And what I say is meaningful to everyone that is willing Mm. to listen. And Mm -hmm. I try to speak in a way that demands and commands attention. Because I want you to remember the words that I say. And if you got any questions, you can call me anytime, night or day. Okay. So... Thank you for everything, for being my guest on this show and all the information that you shared and for sharing your, your joy about the accomplishments that you you have just realized. I I can just see you doing wonderful things because you you, you exude confidence and, and you obviously are quite knowledgeable about what you do. And so I know that there is success all around you, and thank you for sharing that with us and, and the listening audience. So with thank that, you. you're welcome. And you are obviously welcome to come back again. So thank you. And to my listening audience, this has been another Wednesday morning. Navwick Speaks, and boy, did we speak today about some great things that all of us need to know. Okay, so until next week, you all have a great week and come back for another great show because it's all about the people that come to share their information with you and and position you to learn some things you need to know, like today. Okay, take care. This concludes our show. Thank you for listening to NABWIC, the National Association of Black Women in Construction. For more information about NABWIC and our membership, please visit us on the web at www.nabwic.org. We are the voice of black women in construction. Have a great and prosperous day. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, 
even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.